how could you benefit from having a known performance at a certain standard that you know that your people understand and can deliver to and are delivering to so that you know that's your baseline performance and you can only get better from there. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organisation for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Helping You Perform podcast series, where I bring these tips, tricks and insights from the world of Formula One and other high performing teams and help you to apply those lessons to accelerate your own performance. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, episode 11, where I talked about the power of communication and how clear, concise and understood communication can have a competitive advantage for you and your team. As always, if you've got any feedback for any of the previous episodes, please get in touch. I'd love to hear the value that you're getting out of them or any ways in which I can improve to help bring more value to you. In today's session, I want to talk about standardization. The power of standardization as the springboard for creativity and innovation. Now, if you think about the world of Formula One and that epitome of performance, I've talked about it on other episodes, the pit stop. Now, the pit stop is the epitome of that performance because you've got a team coming together and delivering, changing the tires uh, on a car in just over two seconds. That's the standard these days. But you don't have to go back too far where the standard was sort of seven or eight seconds. So a lot of improvement has been driven over those years in order to get from where we were to where we are now. And that doesn't come about unless you've got a standard on which to build on. And if you don't have that standard, you might start dropping back to previous performances. And that's where I see a lot of organizations failing is they get a new process, a new system in place, and they maybe get a little bit of performance advantage out of it, but they don't standardize the new ways of working and people naturally fall back to what they've done previously. So getting the standards in place are as important, if not more important, than putting the improvements in place that go along with it as well. And as you put in those new improvements, you come up with a new solution that gets driven into the standards. So the standard isn't a static thing. The standard is just the current best way of doing things. And as soon as you come up with a new way of doing things that's better, and you prove that it's better for yourself, you might test it out and experiment. Once you're happy, that's the best way of doing things now, then that becomes the new standard. So how you, first of all, derive those standards, how you then communicate and ensure those standards are being followed is a crucial part of your performance management as you go through in your organization. So just as an example, if you think about um, a car being changed and four tires on that car, you've got the left front, the right front, the left rear, the right rear. If one of those tires, let's say the left front is currently performing at about two seconds on the dot, 
And that's what they can achieve and the best that they can do. But the right front is performing at 2.5 seconds. And maybe the two rear tires are performing about 2.2, 2.3 seconds. Then you've got a lack of standardization in terms of the performance you're getting from each of those people. What that ultimately leads to is your car can't leave the pit, can't uh, come back down on the floor and, and leave the pit lane until the slowest tire has achieved its job. So ultimately, the end to end time for that tire change is 2.5 seconds, because that's the longest uh, that anyone's taking. So what can we learn and, um, and what can we bring in so that the standard becomes more of that two second mark or even the 2.2, 2.3 second mark? Now, this is about understanding how do you go about addressing improvements and addressing performance differences between individuals or between teams. And all too often, the approach that I see and the only approach that I see for some people is they will focus on the poor performer or the poor performing team and say, why aren't you doing things better? See, they can do something better. You do something better right now. And they challenge them and they um, put in all sorts of negativity around it. What I challenge people to do is go and say, right, that person who's achieving two seconds, what are they doing? How are they doing that? Are they doing that in a legal way? Are they doing that in a way that actually they're cutting corners and that's too risky? Maybe the best standard we want is that 2.2 seconds on one of the other wheels. And we should be getting the uh, front left rear tire person to be working to a different standard so that they are achieving that performance but in a way that isn't as risky. So it's all about finding the best performers in your team and understanding how are they achieving that. What are they doing that's different? And what are they doing that you can apply to everybody? How are you using that as the standard for everybody else? How are you making sure that everybody else is capable of delivering to that same level? And then how are you ensuring that those standards are being followed as well, which is an absolutely critical part. And once those standards are in place, you'll find a couple of real advantages. One, you get the overall performance improvement. But one of the key ones and one of the th things that I've talked a lot about with people recently is you get a removal of noise and you get a much more certainty in your performance. There's nothing worse than knowing in your organization, I could have a really brilliant day today. I've worked in a lot of manufacturing businesses. It's like we could have a great day today. We could produce 100 tons. But equally, we could have a really bad day and produce 20. But I don't know which it's going to be because I don't have any standardization in, in place. And I don't know what that expectation of performance is going to be. So the certainty level is the starting point, And then you start to build on it on it through the improvement activity that we talked about in a previous episode as well. So what does that mean to you? What could that mean to you in your organization? Maybe you're not a manufacturing organization. Maybe you're a bank. Maybe you work in a small team that's got administrative tasks. Maybe you are in a different area of operation completely. Maybe you've got people out in the field. But how could you benefit from having a known performance at a certain standard that you know that your people understand and can deliver to and are delivering to? so that you know that's your baseline performance and you can only get better from there. Um, because once you know that that performance has been delivered, that's when you start to be uh, have the headspace 
the create the opportunities to be creative because you're not thinking and managing those fires of is today a 20 ton day or a hundred ton day you might know it's a 60 ton day and have confidence that it's a 60 ton day or whatever that means in your organization but you know that actually if i know and that's my baseline here is how I'm going to improve on that. And I've got the headspace because I'm not running around trying to understand what's going on. I've got certainty in the noise that's happening in my organization. So I want you to have a think about your environment, maybe your team, maybe the, the tasks that you're doing. It might be as simple as the spreadsheets that you're operating on, the emails that you send out, the way in which your team are communicating to your internal uh, colleagues. Is there a standard that's working really well? And what can you do to draw that out and to make sure it's spread across the rest of the team? It comes into its own in a lot of cases when you've got somebody who has to leave the organization for whatever reason, you might have somebody who's ill and you need a temporary piece. If you don't have standards, you've got, no, you've got to start from scratch and people have to learn. Well, what are they gonna learn from? It's the standards that they learn from and the way in which they, um, you know the, those processes are, are documented, they're understood, so that that's the standard to work from. You can only get better from there. So that's what I'd like you to do off the back of this session is have a think about what's one process, what's one thing, one email, one communication, one process that I'm operating in my team where I can just look at that and say, right, what are the standards? What are the ways of working where I can set a baseline here. And if that gives me certainty and gives me headspace, I can then start to be creative and start to be innovative as to how to get it even better. As always, I'd love to hear what you're uh, thinking about these podcast series. I'd love to hear how you are gaining value from this. And if you want to get in touch, please drop me a line, go to paulteasdale.co.uk. You'll see a, a box there, you'll get a pop-up a free, absolutely no obligation, 30 minute chat with me so that we can talk about what this could mean to you and I could add some value back into your operation. Love to hear other topics that are, are bothering you at the moment, other things that you want to learn, other insights that you'd like to hear from the world of Formula One. Drop me a line at any stage, get in touch through that website and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share, or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.